Hi friends, Ian McFadden here, one of the pastors of St. Moses Church in Baltimore. Just coming to you with this uh, little Every Day with St. Moses podcast aiming to keep us connected to one another here in the heart of Baltimore, as well as rooted in Christ during this global pandemic of COVID-19. I hope this finds you healthy and hopeful. I want to begin with just one verse from Proverbs chapter 27 to get us started today. This is Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1 in the NLT. Don't brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring. Uh, St. Moses is a church plant. We're about three years in, many of you will know, and I'm a church planter, and that means uh, it means by by role and by disposition, uh, I plan for the future. Not every moment, not every day. Uh, I'm not a total calendar nut, but I do think about uh, what I dream about, what this church uh, could and should look like two years, three years, five years, ten years down the road, and uh, try to be strategic about uh, those plans and about intermediary steps uh, to get there. I know a lot of my friends are similarly church planters, or are pastors of established churches, and we had plans for this Lenten season. We had plans for uh, Easter services. We had plans for this season in the life of these churches. We had plans for this year. And uh, I know the same is probably true for most of us, whether you're uh, in the workplace, uh, whether you're at home, whether you're in ministry, uh, regardless of what you do, my guess is most of us had uh, hopes and plans plans perhaps for um, your family, trips you were going to take, things you were working on with your family, hopes that you had that are now indefinitely on pause, perhaps sometimes in ways where the indefinite pause jeopardizes uh, the potential at all. I know some of you uh, were working on projects, projects that uh, meant building up momentum, maybe in something fragile like a church plant or Uh, Maybe it was being an entrepreneur and trying to get your business off the ground. And with this indefinite pause, you just have to lament watching the momentum bleed away. And all of this uh, has me thinking about the life of David a little bit. And don't worry, we're not going to read all of the life of David. But those of you who are familiar with it will know that uh, it's in midway through the book of 1 Samuel that the prophet Nathan, sorry, the prophet Samuel goes to, finds David and his father's house and anoints him. And we know he's going to become king and he knows he's going to become king. Uh, but then those plans and expectations and dreams are indefinitely on pause as we see King Saul go a bit crazy. And uh, David doesn't become king, not for one chapter, two chapters, three chapters, not for the entire rest of the book of 1 Samuel. He doesn't become king of Judah until, I think, chapter 2 of Second Samuel, and not king of the United Kingdoms until a couple chapters after that. That's a long time for those plans to be delayed, for those expectations to be on pause, sometimes so grievously so that... Um, He probably doubted they would ever come to fruition. And yet as we reflect on that uh, material, those many intervening years and episodes, uh, there are some things that stand out to me like this. It's during those years that some of David's deepest 
most important friendships were forged. Do you remember his time hiding out in the cave of Adulam? And he had there, uh, it said God was gathering to him uh, a little band of misfits. And you look at the names of the people who were gathered to David and uh, doing life with him. And it's this really international band of people, uh, many of whom were running from other things or driven out and refugees, uh, but they nonetheless found um, strength in their friendship together. So much so uh, that when Matthew is writing his gospel at the very beginning, his genealogy of Jesus, he introduces Jesus as the son of Abraham, the son of David. These two Old Testament figures that are most associated with uh, with an international uh, scope. So David uh, forges these deep, close, meaningful, uh, reliable friendships with people from diverse backgrounds during those years on pause, as it were. It's also um, when he meets Abigail, uh, probably um, the greatest of his wives, uh, certainly the one who receives the most biblical material, and she uh, comes across as an incredibly wise woman when she rescues David from her first husband, Nabal the fool, and teaches David what it means to be a real follower of the Lord and not to take up his sword in his own defense and in the heat of anger. And it's also during this time uh, that David goes about the Lord's work, doing the defense, uh, the military defense of the country that really Saul was meant to be doing as king, uh, but that he had jettisoned in favor of his own private battles. And so during all of these years that David's hopes and plans and expectations uh, seemed to be on pause or receding, perhaps even over the horizon. God was nonetheless at work in his life, preparing him one day to be king and to be a far better king, as well as adding into his life friends and learnings and a sp- an amazing spouse. And he, in the very midst of that, gave David opportunities to do the work that David needed to be doing at that time, work that was uh, kingly work, whether or not David recognized it as such during that season. So my encouragement to you today, friends, is um, yes, let's grieve the loss of plans and hopes and expectations that we perhaps had uh, for this season that are on pause or maybe lost altogether. But let's realize that... um, because they're lost to us, it does not mean God's schedule has been thrown off. He's at work in us. He's at work around us and through us. And uh, trust that he is good and his time is not wasted. And there's a decent chance that what he is working in you right now will prove to be a critical part of the story that he's writing with your life. Maybe even now he's working on friendships that will be determinative of your future. Maybe now he has you taking a different direction in your vocation or in uh, your employment that really is much more aligned with um, what you ought to be doing with your life. Or it could be during this season he's just slowing you down uh, to draw you closer to himself. 
But friends, let's be encouraged that while we don't get to brag about tomorrow, as we've been sorely reminded, we have a God who knows the end of things from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. And he declares, as Isaiah tells us in chapter 46, verse 10, uh, he will do all that he pleases. Much love, friends. Speak soon.